and welcome back to the Power Switch, gaming's call-in talk radio show. My name is Peter Spezia, and today is May 12th, 2018. This is the 44th episode of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We use Discord as a means to add and drop calls to talk about video games and switch the power that is found in a typical gaming podcast. You can join our server to participate during recordings at rhymeswithasia.com slash call. On today's episode, the pro participants for the Super Smash Bros. Invitational in our headline roundup. Our main topic is Walmart's E3 spoilers. And then we will get to your calls if you are tuning in live on Discord. So some interesting housekeeping today, like I'm teasing on Twitter, it's like, oh, we got some some big life developments here at the top of the show, and I'm, I'm literally just sliding in here. I wanted to have, you know, our, our usual Saturday 2 p.m. Eastern time slot, and I'm like, guys, we got to push it to 3. Let's try 3 p.m. Eastern, first of all, just to see, you know, does the time change help? Does it hurt? I'm not sure. But also, uh, my wife and I were out doing a, a pretty big errand among all the other errands, and it turns out... We have started the application process to get a puppy. So that will be a big, uh, big life change. If I've done my due diligence, I've put up a picture here on the video version. So if you're listening to audio, tune in there. I don't want to start, you know, saying names or confirmed or all that because it's a matter of we've right now saying it's going to pick him up on Monday. So maybe by the time this goes up, that'll be in process. But yeah, so this weekend is going to be cleaning. It's going to be, you know, puppy proofing a house. It's going to be buying accessories, but the guy's just too stinking cute. So really excited about that. Let's talk about video games, though. It is the almost the sports call-in talk radio format applied to video games. And we're going to start with the big headlines from this week in our headline roundup. We start with the continued hype for E3 2018, and that goes to Sony. We were wondering what they were going to do with this year's E3 and what their plans were. I mean, after all, we're almost like less than a month away at this point. And so Sony came out. They had uh, Sean Layden on their PlayStation broadcast talking about their plans. And it seems like they'll mix things up a little bit this year. Of course, the time frame is still Monday evening. This is June 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, it sounds like they're talking about a non-traditional form or breaking from tradition, uh, at least from how they've had their past couple years where it's been trailer after trailer after trailer, you know, putting it in movie theaters, things like that. Uh, clarifications have been that there will be a live audience. It will still be a stage show, but you have to realize that Sony's first parties are basically all accounted for with PS4 games, either just released or ones still planned. Uh, This, of course, coming after, you know, Days Gone just is getting a month of promotion uh, in Game Informer. Had the first hour come out with with the directors there. That should be interesting to watch if you're curious about Days Gone from Sony Bend Studio. But for E3 2018, they're talking about deep dives on four first party games. We're talking Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us Part Two and Spider-Man. They also talk about there'll be, you know, third-party partner and indie announcements and more surprises like that. But it definitely seems like a, a kind of in a more scaled down sort of format. Uh, when they first were talking about this and they announced it through a podcast of all things. So it's interesting to think there. Uh, we're almost thinking like, is this going to be a Nintendo Direct style where they very carefully craft the message? And it, it seems like it'll still be a stage show, right? But it'll just be very narrow focus. I mean, 
Does that mean we'll see gameplay? I don't know. I might have to go and revisit some of those uh, Sony predictions then when it comes to our contest. Starting up in, gosh, almost a couple weeks at this point. So I'll give you details uh, next episode there. But that's very exciting. Um, there will be no hardware announcements. That's going to be a key thing that Sean Layden made it very clear to say. No hardware announcements. Uh, so lots of excitement there for Sony. Uh, if we're talking about the big three, I think I'm personally most curious what Microsoft is going to do. They're in the most precarious position. I'm I'm excited for how Nintendo continues, which is success, certainly. Uh, but for Sony, like I, we know these games exist. I want to see more of these games, and I'm... I'm really amped up to see that. But out of the big three, if we're talking th those players, Microsoft has the, the biggest gamble this year. Should be a very exciting E3 as we all know. Speaking of E3 2018, Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo Switch is going to have their invitational tournament. They'll have the Nintendo video showcase earlier in the day to kind of show off and focus on the game. So we'll, we'll see some stuff for Smash there. But then in tournament play, that evening on Tuesday night, the June 12th there. That should be a whole lot of fun. Uh, Nintendo announced the eight professional players uh, from the Super Smash Brothers scenes that will uh, be representing Nintendo in official capacity with this tournament. Of course, I'm sure they'll have, you know, celebrities, uh, other, other sorts of players come in for the tournament. But as far as the eight pros, there are four from the Super Smash Brothers 4 scene and four from the Melee scene. On the Melee side, you have names such as Mango, Armada, Plup, and Lucky. Uh, some people wondering, what about HBox? What about Hungrybox? Uh, you know, we, on our, our chat, we were kind of pointing out, it's like, oh yeah, uh, he did kind of call out Nintendo for how they weren't supporting Melee that much. That probably makes sense. A shame we won't see the Reggie rematch, but that's, that's a very fair and well taken point. On the Smash 4 side, Zero coming out of retirement. Zero, of course, the champion of the Super Smash Brothers for Wii U Invitational Tournament back at E3 2014. So he'll be back for that. You also have MK Leo from Mexico, Abadango from Japan, and Mr. R from the Netherlands. So definitely getting more of an international flair in there. Of course, Armada from Sweden, but you know, otherwise the rest of those melee players are American representation. So I think a good overall list. That should be very exciting. We'll see how they'll compete in this this new Smash game. I can't wait to see more of that. Also on the Smash Brothers front, there was a tweet from a, uh, a developer, a programmer uh, named Tiago Sonobe. And his Twitter account was at Tiago's Brain Dump. But the post and account have been deleted pretty much almost as quickly as they went up. People got screen caps. And Mr. Sonobe said, left Bandai Namco Studios before the production of Super Hashtag Smash Bros began. But the rendering engine it is built on was made by me, smiley face, hashtag Smash Bros Switch. So if this is correct, and judging by the Nintendo Ninjas taking it down, it might be, uh, that Bandai Namco could be co-developing this game with Nintendo. Uh, we've you know talked in the past where you know this could mean really good things for if we want characters and mechanics and all sorts of things from Smash 4 carrying over at least using them as a foundation, building it up into a new game. So I think if that's the case, that is promising, especially if you want certain characters like Pac-Man to you know stay around. That definitely helps his chances. On the Nintendo Switch front as well, big, big Monster Hunter news. For a while, people wondering if Monster Hunter Double Cross was ever going to make it stateside from Japan. Uh, Double Cross, you know, there's Monster Hunter 
X over there, which became Monster Hunter Generations here. They got Double Cross on the Switch, and the thought was that may never come to America. You know, Capcom may not see Nintendo Switch as that big of a success. Well, apparently now they do. Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate is the game name, coming August 28th to North America on Nintendo Switch, that it'll be Double Cross. That's exciting, I, just for Monster Hunter fans. Um, you know, very satisfied with Monster Hunter World, Capcom's highest selling title of all time just announced. That's crazy. So the portable Monster Hunters, I think, are a bit different from that. It's not as open world. There's some gameplay mechanics that are slightly different, but you get the portable factor. And I think that's really important for fans of that series uh, to, to continue the Nintendo representation of Monster Hunter. That was certainly big news this week as well. Battlefield 5, or Battlefield V as it's expected at least to be titled. Uh, players were looking in Battlefield 1 and they found a room with an Easter egg that they went to a website which said that the next Battlefield will be revealed on May 23rd. So keep an eye out for that if you're excited about the next Battlefield. A sad front for Nintendo as Mitomo is ending its service. That is, you know, Nintendo's first mobile game. And gosh, I remember for a very very long time, at least beyond the first year of just logging into Mitomo every day, just getting the coins, not even necessarily participating in it, but just you know, getting the coins and, of course, never use them. Like, clearly over 100,000 coins just all gone to waste. So, Mitomo has ended its run, but it will be remembered as Nintendo's first official mobile game. And also on the Nintendo side, Splatoon 2. There are rumors flying starting in the uh, monthly Koro Koro comic over in Japan. People thought this this was, you know, it was a, at first attributed to Weekly Jump. And people were like, oh, not there. And it looks like now it's Koro Koro. Now we, I guess we see a scan here. The big news being that I guess Splatoon 2 will have an announcement on June 9th, a Saturday of all days, that will, quote, shock the world. Uh, this started first in Gematsu. Uh, they were pulling from a Japanese website, but now that like, a scan's out there, it seems to be a deal. There's this Splatoon-like logo. Nintendo of Spain tried to say that this was not a thing, but you know they've said certain things like this before, and I think they're kind of being nitpicky. I don't know. So there's some there, there's some back and forth of words. Take it what you will, but just keep an eye out for if Splatoon 2 does something on you know, the Saturday before E3 to kind of quote unquote shock the world. I mean, Battle Royale, is that a game that could do a Battle Royale? I don't know, let's, we'll see there. Let's get to our main topic though. We're gonna talk about Walmart Canada having a quote unquote glitch on their website that leaked out a whole bunch of uh, prospective E3 2018 announcements and titles. They're defending it, of course, by saying that, uh, you know, this is this is not guaranteed. These are not final names. These are just, it's just our speculation of what could happen. We look forward to the real announcement. Ha, 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 ha. So let's look at this list overall here. There are 11 titles that were at least surprising in some capacity. And I want to go through these 11 games from least surprising to most surprising, kind of get a gauge of where we kind of currently stand with them and, and what we think about some of these. So let's first start with Dragon Quest 2 on PS4 and Xbox One. Some people think, oh, what is this? Could it be some sort of remaster of Dragon Warrior Dragon Quest 2? This is likely Dragon Quest Builders 2. 
Uh, we do have to remember that these names are not entirely accurate, as we'll see with certain other titles. Um, but just something to keep in mind that you know, Dragon Quest Builders did rather well for Square Enix. So, and I believe Builders Two has been announced, if not if already fully revealed in Japan. Uh, so, yeah, least surprising here. Dragon Quest Two is not a whole new thing. Uh, builders in there would have helped a lot. I'm pretty sure, like 90% sure that's what that's going to be. Then we have Forza Horizons 5. That's a little peculiar, isn't it? Of course, Forza Horizon 4 is the game that we expect this year from Turn 10 or you know whatever other studios that are helping uh, work on that game. But to have Forza Horizons 5, uh, a little, little peculiar as well. Um, I'm sure, again, that's not going to be the real name, but, you know, just saying that, yep, Forza Horizon will be out there. Lego DC Villains. Didn't even spell villains properly. Okay. Again, not too much of a surprise. I mean, Lego can do these things. They can really pick up any franchise and it, it isn't a huge landscape shifter. So yeah, I mean, DC Villains. Okay. I, I, I can see that happening. It, again, it would help if you spelled villains properly, but uh, you know, again, not too surprising. It's just, it's okay. Let's, let's put it out there. And this is again, and taking it all at face value uh, plans could certainly change, but a lot of these do check out rather well. Same with destiny comet. Uh, people in the destiny community believe that this is the code name for the third expansion. Uh, we had curse of Osiris and then Warmind just came out. Uh, the third expansion as was kind of attributed to the original destiny was uh, the taken King. And that was one where it was repackaged and kind of a, a big improvement, which let's be honest for destiny Two, They kind of need um, not saying that, you know, comet will be, either included or will be the subtitle of this expansion, but at least that's the code name for this third and packaged and big improvement of an expansion. So think the Taken King, uh, but whatever it will be for this fall. Then we have Borderlands 3. Not a secret that Borderlands 3 is being worked on, but people thought that, you know, maybe a PAX would be a way to show off Borderlands 3 as it has been in the past. If they're holding the cards for E3, like say if Microsoft wants to pony up some money and say, hey, come come show Borderlands 3 on our stage, then fair enough, that makes sense. Again, I, I think I saw people very surprised that like, oh my God, Borderlands 3. And it's, it, to me, it was just like, yeah, like that makes sense. It's been talked about. Randy Pitchford says, yeah, we're working on it. Uh, but it's just a matter of like, when are, when are they going to actually show it then? Uh, Gears of War 5 is, is the same sort of thing. I mean, they set that up for a sequel in Gears of War 4. Uh, I think the big question, we talk about Microsoft's E3 this year and what could happen, what, what will be there. How do they find the balance between if Gears of War 5 is announced and Halo? What do they do with Halo? I think for me, like I'm most interested, like how does Microsoft handle the Halo franchise this year where they're already behind the ball for talking about Halo 6? Do they delve into the battle royale pool or do they hold things off to wait for the next console in a 2020 sort of cycle that'll be really interesting to see this year especially when they're talking about gears of war 5 possibly being announced final fantasy 7 remake now it's one thing to say oh square enix is starting the development all over they're almost going from the ground up but hey they're developing things pretty well they're probably would guess using the final fantasy 15 engine the luminous engine uh they are familiar with it they can help speed that development along but 
the Walmart leak had PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Now, going back to 2015, they always said, you know, coming first to PS4. I don't, I don't think it was going to always remain a console exclusive, but if you're going to start putting up pre-order pages for both games simultaneously, raises some questions. It's a little bit surprising, let's be honest. Splinter Cell is another one that uh, you know, Ubisoft, you know, what new things could they show this year out of all their many, many studios? Splinter Cell definitely do for a, you know, a new game, a new installment in the franchise, especially when we see Michael Ironside come back to voice Sam Fisher in the uh, Ghost of Recon Wildlands sort of special DLC event there uh, to kind of show that the bridge has mended a little bit there. Uh, you would have to imagine that a Splinter Cell will be announced this year. So in a way, like I'm, I'm not too surprised to see that there. I would be excited to actually see Splinter Cell revealed. I mean, gosh, you know, the, the Sam Fisher in that Wildlands bit even remarked of how uh, there was this other guy. I thought he wore a bandana. Oh, he, he retired. Oh, that's a shame. I'm the only one left. Like, it, it would be a time to have a good stealth game like that since Konami certainly is not going to do that. But Walmart also had, on the Ubisoft front, Assassin's Creed. Uh, interesting to see that there, let's be honest, because I would have thought that, you know, they learned from not churning things out every year. Uh, if they want to show it this year and say, but this is going to be a fall 2019 title, I suppose that's okay. Uh, but, you know, I honestly, I mean, you know, maybe that way they'll get in front of the Kotaku and other outlets that are going to leak their game ultimately. Right. But, um, I think that'd be a, just a different strategy for Ubisoft. I would, I'd be surprised if we saw another Assassin's Creed slated for this year. So just to see Assassin's Creed blank there, I, that was that was a bit surprising to me. That kind of got on that front. Just Cause Four. We talked about last episode where Square Enix had announced their E3 2018 plans, and how at 2015 with their last show, Just Cause Three was the sh game that opened up that show. You know, honestly, like a fun franchise, certainly. I didn't think that did that well to possibly warrant a sequel. But, you know, if they're doing a new show this year, something like a Just Cause 4 would make sense to go along with the slate of games that they're going to promote. So, again, it's it's one that's like, oh, like I would not have said that, yes, Just Cause 4 is going to happen this year. So, I guess that's a, a bit of an E3 spoiler if that happens. So, uh yeah, go ahead, put that one down. It'll just make for a better Square Enix show. But the most surprising game out of all of these prospective titles is Rage 2. Rage 2, uh, I think, would surprise a lot of people. Because Rage, while it did have some, I guess, fun mechanics, I mean, a, a good shotgun you know, kickback from, from people who played that, game did not do that well. Critically, commercially at all but if you think about it if it's using like the id tech the id sort of software instead of going right to a doom 2 if i do wonder if it's the doom developers because you know, we'll i guess we might find out soon if if doom they went right from that to rage 2 instead of doom 2 to try to have you know help bethesda kind of revitalize that ip that would be very interesting um I think that surprised a lot of people. The there's a Twitter account now for 
for Rage, uh, you know, officially verified and everything. I would think it was at Rage Game. Now, they only had one tweet where they kind of put it out there. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, how, how about that? You're like, you know, the game should be capitalized. You have it all lowercase. Oh, where's this? And they kind of draw a logo with some hot pink font. Bethesda kind of adds some, uh, they just say dude, like almost like a what are you doing sort of thing, which is kind of a tongue in cheek. Uh, very sharp, responsive, and surprising PR. It's, it's really clever social media managing. Whether or not they had the Twitter account before and they deleted all of their tweets before, or it was a brand new account and then they you know just verified it very quickly. Uh, really surprising on that front. Not as surprising though as them coming out and saying, "Oh, here's a picture of Big Ben, you know, in England with uh, that hot pink ink splayed across the clock face." And the clock is set to uh, 5.14 p.m., which would expect that we're going to see something about Rage 2 properly revealed Monday, May 14th. Just speculation, but, you know, keep an eye out on that. Uh, So I'm sure that they were probably trying to save that in the cards for Bethesda's E3 showcase. But, you know, if they're going to be adaptive and play PR like that, then, you know, kudos to them. Might as well try that. So... Those are the 11 games I found surprising. I mean, there were things like WWE 2K19, NBA 2K19. Like, yeah, okay, that's not shocking at all. It's going to happen. They're annualized series. But those 11 games I found, they were either misnamed, not too surprising, but, you know, new, or just some weird quirks like that Final Fantasy VII on Xbox One thing. Very, very peculiar. So, you know, it's just if, if you're keeping up with all the E3 leaks and, and buying in that hype, should be a lot of fun to follow. For sure. That's what I have to say. When we come back, we will get to the callers. We can talk about the main topic, those headlines, games you're playing recently, really anything is on the table. That's all when we come back here on the Power Switch. Welcome back to the Power Switch. Sorry, I was just looking over more of these pictures. So cute. Uh, but uh, we're going to get right into our callers and uh, let's let's see what you guys have to say. Joining us from North Carolina, Demetrius, welcome back to the Power Switch. How are you? Uh, I am good. Thank you for having me. No problem. Yeah, thanks for calling in. What would you like to talk about today? So I would like to talk about uh, all the uh, recent E3 leaks that have been going around. Not just the, the Walmart leak, but this, there's been a few. Yeah, um, it's it's that time of year. It's a magical time. Yeah, it's fun a lot of the time, but it's like you know they they kind of run the gamut. Like I feel like this Walmart league, right, is pretty legit. Mm-hmm. It's almost sort of bittersweet for me because I'll be honest, I feel like hey, like you know, I I am excited for a lot of these games. I want to play them. Now I kind of feel like I probably know all of Microsoft's big announcements. <laughs> And it almost feels that way, right? It definitely kind of yeah. landed more Microsoft when you're talking about Forza and Gears and, gosh, is Final Fantasy is that like it, a lot of those were Microsoft focused. That being said, like we'd be missing, you know, the first party if that's all that there is. Uh, we'd be mm-hmm. missing, you know, possible third party, you know, exclusives. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Microsoft wouldn't be doing too much to kind of say like we're going to start delivering on the games front, right? Mm-hmm. Especially since I felt like maybe I don't we. We don't know much about Nintendo. I'll get to them in a minute. But I feel like Sony left the door ajar, at least. I mean, Sony has basically confirmed what their conference is going to be. You know, therefore, 
big titles and I guess some third party stuff, but third party stuff is usually not exclusive mm. for Sony or Microsoft nowadays. Like more often than not, a third party game will be multi platform. Yeah, so, I mean maybe maybe Capcom plays along. I mean Sony is known to do that with Street Fighter Five. Uh you know, people wonder is something like Devil May Cry Five open there as a possibility for a Sony paid exclusive? Uh, could be possible. Yeah, it does come around on occasion. It does. I don't know how they got Street Fighter to be exclusive. That kind of <laughs> stuff. But, um, you know, I felt like Microsoft, you know, had a chance. And I'm speaking in the past tense, like it happened already. Oh, it, it there very well could be more than what we saw there. But if that is like. You know, I find it unlikely that we're going to get like a, a Gears and a Forza confirmed, and they and then Walmart has no other Microsoft games. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and uh, on the Nintendo side of things, it's it's like a different beast because Nintendo is so incredibly secretive. Like when their Switch SKUs got leaked by GameStop, right? It was just Switch SKU, blah 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 blah. Like, yeah, they had like eleven of them, and they're all like blank, untitled SKU, yeah. untitled. Yeah, pretty impressive, but <laughs> does bode well for a good E three. Yeah. Now, to be quite fair, um, a couple of those could be like special editions, mm-hmm. you know, and a few of those would be like a, a Metroid Prime or Bayonetta, mm-hmm. that we technically already know about. Um. But at the same time, we haven't seen gameplay for either one of those titles. Like for me, I don't know, I might be unique, but like seeing anything about it, actually, even if it would just be CG, like mm. for a game that we haven't seen before, is almost as good as a reveal. Yeah, um, yeah, that's an interesting point. Like, I, it does make me wonder what's going to happen with Metroid Prime Four this year. Um, I, I'm, I almost wonder if it's like just you know take some time, work on it. But I feel like. Just mm-hmm. at least let us see this version of Samus, like how you're rendering her, and just mm-hmm. like I, I don't need a long trailer. Just again, if the game's in development, if it's late 2019, yes, by all means, work on it. But we can't be sitting there with just the logo teaser. Like that can't be it for a year and a half, two years. Like when we get to next E3. Yeah, that would that would hurt. That would sting. I know Nintendo said. Like they'll be focusing on 2018 titles, and I sincerely doubt Metroid Prime 4 is coming out in 2018. Mm. They said something similar last year. Right, and Metroid right. Prime 4 was announced last year. Exactly. So <laughs> they'll they'll sneak a couple things in there. Yeah, I agree. I don't need much. Like I don't need to give me a 20 minute gameplay showcase. Oh gosh, no. Give me like a vertical slice, like the other companies do. Mm. Like just somewhere in the got yeah. running. Yeah fairly well um yeah and scott in our chat brings up a good point i mean if you want to show more you know save it for the treehouse like that's what it's there for yeah and that's why they have it too it's like the e3 leaks kind of run the gamut like you know you get a you get the walmart spoilers, uh Nintendo leaks which are largely real doesn't tell you anything mm-hmm. um it's really interesting uh to keep track of these um, although, like I said, it could be a sweet. Now I kind of know what to look forward to. Yeah, and there there'll be more that'll be popping up over the weeks, and uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on them. It's at the very least, it's fun to know what's out there. What can we look back on and say that was wrong, that was right, and just in a way just to document them going forward. Well, Damone, I know it's it's nice of you to call in. You're you're out on mobile. It's it's you're out in 
and uh, wherever yeah. you're at. And then things are getting a little choppy, so I'll let you go here. But thanks so much for calling in. Really appreciate the time. Uh, you can people can reach you on Twitter at d underscore damon d a m o n. And uh, yeah, thanks again, man. Really appreciate the time. Thank you. I appreciate you. And joining us from Michigan, Scott. Welcome back to the Power Switch. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well, Pete. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. Just thinking about the puppy. <laughs> oh, I know. You were just telling me about it. Sounds so damn adorable. I know. No really, puppy really bones. They, they don't have bones. It's, in, it's incredible. It should make our E3 plans interesting, though. A little, little more wiggly, that's for sure. We'll have to make like an E3 bandana or something for, for the pup. <laughs> He'll be the power switch puppy. <laughs> what would you like to talk power, about today? The power puppy? <laughs> Man, I don't know how I should feel about the leaks. Like at the at one point, I'm like, "Oh, this is so cool," but at the other time, it's like, "Oh, you're ruining the the, the majesty and the splendor mm-hmm. of E3." You know what? What are your takes on leaks? Do you think do you like leaks, or do you wish there were no leaks and everything was just saved for E3? I think there's something to be said about the surprises, right? But um, mm-hmm. this one. In particular, uh, <laughs> uh, Jesse in our chat says like popper, popper pop, switch. Popper switch. That's a that's a good one. Um, I I like when there are big surprises, right? But I also like speculation. Mm-hmm. You know, these ones that come out a month or so in advance, uh, unless they're a big, you know, retailer flub like this was. You know, it's fun to see what people think are going to happen, right? So because there can be some nuggets in there that okay, sure. Um, and I won't take too much stock in it, but it's just think, oh, it's a possibility. Yeah, for this one, there are only a couple really like actual, whoa, okay, surprises. And I would say that's, you know, Rage 2, that's Just Cause 4. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would not have guessed that those are going to happen. And if you want to throw Assassin's Creed in there, if, if Ubisoft is going to show the next Assassin's Creed and say, well, it's, it's fall 2019, like, okay, that's a nice little pleasant surprise. But everything mm-hmm. else, like, yeah, that checks out or it's not that surprising um, right as long as you follow the game industry and you're paying attention to the news of the day um there are still going to be surprises at the end of the day like, oh yeah yeah exactly. everything is not going to leak um and i think in a way part of the intrigue is you know seeing you know a lot mm-hmm. of the games at work so even mm-hmm. when it comes to playstation's announcements um we don't know what the gameplay for Death Stranding looks like. I'd like to know more about the story behind The Last of Us 2. Anything you can give me on Spider-Man, bring it on. And Ghost of Tsushima, oh, yeah. yeah, we had that, that one trailer and nothing since Paris Games Week last year. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see more about those four. And then, yes, whatever else on top. So I don't think there's going to be much right. spoiled per se from that. Um, so I, I appreciate, back to your question, I appreciate the leaks for speculation's sake, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, yeah, like leaks will happen. I mean, you're, it's going to be tough to say turn off for, you know, the next month or so before E3. If that's really oh, what yeah. you want to go dark, you won't be listening to this podcast. Like they hate to break it to you. Uh, Cause we're, we're going to talk about those things and, and kind of gauge excitement mm-hmm. levels here, but uh, it's, it's just, it's just the way it is. I completely agree. It's um, I have to give massive credit to the rage studio and bethesda for how they're handling it because i think it's been genius with the initial retweet like marking up the box art how it's the wrong font and it's not in all caps and circled and everything like that i think they've handled it really really well and turned of made it kind of a funny spin to it i'm curious though if they were planning to announce rage 2 
on the 19th or, or that game on the 19th that they're leading up to now prior mm. to the tweet. Is it, prior the to the leak. is it the 19th or the 14th? I thought I was, I thought I was reading that as five fourteen. Um, but it, yeah, but whatever it is, yeah, it's, you know, whatever that day was. You, yeah. You do have to wonder like, were they holding it for their conference or have, has this leak now kind of changed things? And I mean, kudos to them mm-hmm. for actively moving on the fly, if that's the case. Uh, and it's probably better for a game like that to kind of get out in front. I, Part of the E3 hype as well, as we've seen for the last several years, is mm-hmm. what games do not want to be lost in the big shuffle. The weeks right. leading up to it, like you're going to have announcements that are going to try to have their day in the new sun. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, this may be just the case for that. Because <laughs> Rage 2, I would not have thought Rage gets a sequel. But if it's, you know, the Doom guys over at id Tech, I mean... Yeah, they want to say let's let's try to bring Rage back and see if we can revitalize it like we did Doom. Hey, by all means. Yeah, and I mean, just getting out in front of things for the limelight stuff. I mean, we've seen entire publishers do that. We saw EA do that with their own little press conference start that they started last year, the EA Play Experience or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Yep, yep. Microsoft did that. They moved up from a from Monday to Sunday to um, get a day on Sony, and so it's certainly not surprising. But I just I love how they've been uh, adjusting to the tweet from the the leak from Walmart and everything. So that's been very cool. Yeah, um, and Pete Hines, you know, the head of you know mm-hmm. marketing and and PR over at Bethesda, I mean, he's he's great. Like he knows how to message things well. So I'm sure he has a a partial hand in that. Oh, definitely, definitely. Sony, I'm not too worried about. Like I think a lot of the big Sony exclusives at this point are being held for the PlayStation Five reveal. Yeah, anything new like a Horizon Zero Dawn sequel, yeah, save it for mm-hmm. PlayStation Five. Um, you know, God of War definitely sets itself up for future sequels, but save it for PlayStation Five. Like, you, you definitely have the roadmap here for a PS4. The next God of War is going to be interesting because God of War Two came out when the PS3 was already out. Ah, that's a good point. Yep. So I'm going to be curious to see if the next God of War comes out when the PS5 is already out, but at that point, I'm pretty sure it would be there would be a PS4 and a PS5 version. Yeah, that, that does make me wonder, especially about things like Death Stranding and Last of Us Part Two, which mm-hmm. are, I mean, end of 2019 at best, you know, right? Right. Uh, unless if they want to surprise us and, you know, give earlier timeframes than that, you know, by all means. But you know, PS5, I'm sure they're going to take a cue from Microsoft. It's going to be backwards compatible with PS4 going forward. They're not going to mix up the architecture that much. So you could see a PS4 and PS5 version, uh, certainly. Just like what third parties did with PS3 and PS4 for the year, first year or so. So. Oh, exactly. And even now we're getting remasters of PS3 games. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think we're getting to the point. I actually have an article coming out soon um, that I wrote on uh Irrational Passions, kind of reflecting on my 30, after turning 30 this year, reflecting on just how far the gaming ecosphere has come in 30 years and where I kind of see it in another 30 years. And one of the points I make, especially with the big three, is I think we're getting to the point where we can't get much better looking visuals. Mm, Yeah, I think within 15 to 20 years, we'll be at photorealism pretty much in games. And then it's just going to be, uh, how can we make the tools to develop them cheaper and make it quicker things like that but i'm not going to expect much of a visual jump from ps4 to ps5 or an xbox one xbox two etc yeah it will um, not be as distinct it was between ps3 and 4 and xbox 360 and xbox one like not even close uh ai is surely going to be another big thing i mean exactly God, it's going see, to be more about the yeah, ai and yeah 
populating scenes and having it run at higher resolutions and frame rates, keeping frame rates strong. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see that video with Google and Google Duplex and how they had their AI call the salon and make an appointment and throw in ums to sound more human? Like it's just unbelievable, man. Like if that's what Google's doing, like where can games go from there? You know? Yeah, it's it's going to be nuts, and I think VR is just with the Vive Pro now being wireless, like you being able to run it wirelessly, Mm. that's what's going to really take off VR, I feel, is now that when you start getting lighter wireless headsets that you don't have to worry about all the cords and getting tangled. And once they do that, and then once they can somehow make the sensors shrink or get rid of those altogether or put them on the headset itself, that'll be another big thing. But visual-wise... Um, I think we're nearing the the apex, the kind of as high as we can go without being 100% photorealistic. So yeah. with the PS5, I think we'll get for a while a PS4 and a PS5 version of any game that comes out. It feels like, you know, for as far as photorealism goes, like at the end of PS3 to the end of PS4 here, like we've gone from like, if I had to put an estimate on like 85 to 95% photorealistic and like mm-hmm. there's there going to be that last 5% go, you know, we'll have to battle the uncanny Valley and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's that last bit. And it's like, you're right. Like it, it's tough to get much better than it, it currently is when you could see certain leaps and the move away from polygons and, and things like that. So that's a very interesting point. We'll have to keep an eye on that on irrationalpassions.com. Yeah. And looking at what they can do in films, like with, um, I think it was Captain America Civil War 3 where you had a young Robert Downey Jr. looking. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, that technology is going to get cheaper and then put that into games and have that running not in cutscenes but in actual gameplay. And then, yeah, right, the whole uh, Grand Moff Tarkin and Mm -hmm. Princess Leia in Rogue One. Some people were weirded out by it, but, you know, some people could have had it be totally believable. It's It's... It's getting interesting on that front. That's a very interesting talking point. I'm very fascinated to read that, and I'll uh, have to check out that piece. Hope everyone else does too. But until then, people can follow you on Twitter at SolidSnake120. You're also on Twitch at SolidSnake120 for your uh, your Tales run throughout yep. the year, playing all the different Tales games. That's very exciting. Yep, we are. I am halfway through the series. I'm currently working through Tales of the Abyss right now. And then with Tales of Vesperia, I'll be doing a 24-hour live stream. So. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, yeah, you're definitely on on a good pace. So people definitely check out there. And whenever this uh, this piece goes up, follow it definitely. there. Well, thanks so Should much for calling in. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Good, good. Well, thanks so much for calling in, Scott. Uh, really appreciate the time. You have a good one, all right? You too, sir. Shall see you soon. All right, will do. All right, guys, thanks so much for calling in. When we come back, we will get to what I've been playing as well as the games that are coming out this week. That's when we come back here on The Power Switch. Welcome back to the Power Switch. This week's tempo control game is brought to you by Hyrule Warriors. You can find a new video game music top 10 list from a specific game soundtrack every Tuesday over at youtube.com slash rhymes with Asia. So what have I been playing? Honestly, not too much, but I will give you some that I have uh, started to download to my PS4. Uh, I put in my pre-order for the digital deluxe version of Detroit Become Human. Uh, we talked about that a couple shows ago where... 
like yeah say what you will about david cage i'm i'm pretty interested in that and at the very least living in the metro detroit area when you're calling yourself that plus i also have just a fascination with Kara way back when i was floored when that came out and so it's really cool to see that come full circle in a way right so yeah the digital deluxe version of detroit become human uh it comes not only with like a you know dynamic theme whatever it's, it's okay but also the ps4 version of heavy rain now heavy rain one of my favorite ps3 experiences so I'd, I'd like to try that and give that another go in the lead up to detroit become human of course playstation plus members can download beyond two souls the game that came out between heavy rain and detroit become human uh so kind of if you do that combo you're gonna get all of those games along with it i'm excited to give heavy rain another go though uh before detroit become human which is week and a half away but with a puppy who knows if i'll have time to be playing things as much she'll be uh, an interesting mix-up of things there games that are coming out this week you have dragon's crown pro it's on tuesday may 15th on ps4 interesting thing with that game uh, this is the vanillaware game uh that's you know kind of action there uh but you can bring your save file apparently from the PS3 and Vita versions of the game over to this new PS4 version. So that's certainly exciting for those who have played that game before. Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux, Tuesday, May 15th on 3DS. Uh, you know, another version of that game. Good to see 3DS get more games, even though we'd like to see more things on Switch. Hitman Definitive Edition. Uh, this isn't too different from, you know, the season one release of hitman um the big difference here is that you know the season one was kind of under the square enix publishing there i mean io interactive you know still controls the property and all that but this is now warner brothers publishing the game with the ip and uh adding probably some more skins dlc things in there so but you know hitman a very very well acclaimed game from that year i think that was 2016 that came out so Give that a shot if you have not yet. And then also Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition comes to Nintendo Switch on Friday, May 18th. And uh, man, if you have not played Hyrule Warriors, whether it was Legends or all the other re releases since the 2014 uh, release, give that one a good time. That, that's, a, that's a fun, fun game to try. Like was, if you've never played a Musou, the Dynasty Warriors-like games, you know, the Legend of Zelda is applied just right here. And there's a ton of content, so many characters, all the DLC packs they've included over the years. If you have not tried Hyrule Warriors, the Definitive Edition is the way to go on Switch. And it looks way better than it did on Wii U. So that's a huge plus. That'll do it for this episode of The Power Switch. We are hosted by RhymesWithAsia.com and we're on YouTube and Twitch at RhymesWithAsia. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Power Switch. I am at Pete Speakeasy. You can email us any questions, concerns, comments, or opportunities at PowerSwitchPod at gmail.com. You can subscribe to The Power Switch on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you could be so kind as to leave a review, that would really help as well. Most importantly, to participate in future episodes, you should join our community on Discord by visiting rhymesofasia.com slash call. It's a small but growing community, so now is the perfect time to have your voice heard on this podcast. So a YouTube video to watch uh, for this one. Let's go with Yong Ye. Yong Ye, I first followed him uh, with his Metal Gear Solid 5 coverage back in the day, but he's been doing some good uh, kind of video game sort of like side features like video essays in a way. Check out his one on uh, EA and how it 
their recent statements about loot boxes show that they have learned nothing. It's an interesting perspective and kind of taking quotes and how they're adapting, especially when they had to present their financials, because that's the key thing at the end of the day. They have to make the shareholders happy. And so what did they tell them? How does that reflect? You know, have they learned from the Battlefront 2 incident? All these things going forward with, uh, you know, FIFA and Madden and the ultimate teams there. So check that out. Young Yeah is a great YouTuber, uh, especially if you like gaming content. So I recommend checking that out. Well, now I get to go puppy-proof my condo, and that should be a whole lot of fun. And uh, then we get to go buy things tomorrow. Follow uh, me on, on social media, Twitter at Pete Speakeasy. I'll be posting pictures more than just what I've posted here in this edit. So should be fun. Uh, <laughs> things are about to change in my life, so that'll, that'll be exciting. Well, stay tuned to our Discord channel as everything develops, and regardless whether it's live or on your own time, I look forward to you joining us for our next episode. With that, I am Peter Spasia. Until next time, switch up, call in, game on.